1: Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wasson.
0: And I'm Phil Evans.
1: And this show is sponsored by Friends of the Earth and broadcasts from NAM in the Kulin Nations, also known as Melbourne, Victoria, where sovereignty has never been ceded.
0: So first up, we want to welcome to the Dirt Radio team, Emma. Welcome, Emma, your first show. It's so good to have you on board.
1: Yay. Thanks, Phil. I'm excited to be here. What have we got on the show today?
0: Well, today we're going to talk about the coal mine everyone is talking about, that's Adani's Carmichael mine.
1: Great, yeah, the Stop Adani campaign appears to be gaining momentum and it now includes 39 local, national and international organisations.
0: That's right. And Adani have once again hit a financial hurdle after so many banks have already ruled out funding them. Um, Just over the weekend, we saw the China Construction Bank and the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China issue statements saying they had no intention of funding the uh, controversial project up in Queensland. That news came as, for the fourth time since 2012, Wangan and Jagalingu traditional owners voted unanimously at an authorisation meeting to reject an indigenous land use agreement with the Dani, underlining their sustained opposition to the mine. Wangan and Jigal- Jangal- J- Oh, there's my tongue twister, twister for the morning. Hmm. Wangan and Jagalingu traditional owners also announced that they have filed an injunction in the federal court against Adani and the Queensland government, and that's to restrain them should they attempt to extinguish their native title claim.
1: Wow. And while Labor, Liberal, and National- Nationals continue to back the mine, polls show that most people of all political persuasions oppose it. The public alarm to unearth billions of tonnes of coal to burn, adding massive amounts of greenhouse gases to Earth's already overburdened atmosphere, moved thousands of votes in the November election in Queensland. So it's clear this has become a very big issue.
0: Sure, and frontline resistance continues on the ground, and it seems that only a peaceful public insurrection like that against the Franklin River Dam 35 years ago will stop it. Coming up after a few community service announcements, we're going to be joined live on the phone by Ike Schwartz from Frontline Action on Coal to talk about the ongoing blockade camp in Queensland out to Stopodani. Stay with us and we'll be back in a
2: minute. The Solidarity and Defence Fund is a democratically controlled fund that materially supports activists who are facing legal sanctions or other problems due to their stand against injustice and oppression. All contributors who pledge at least $5 a month can take part in collectively making decisions about how the fund is used. Your contributions support and grow movements for social justice and defend activists in the fight for a better world. For more information or to join, go to patreon.com forward slash solidarity. Defence Fund. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Solidarity Defence Fund. A 3CR supporter.
0: And you're back on listening to 3CR.
1: Listeners may remember frontline action on coal from the long-running Malls Creek mine or lead blockade campaign a few years ago in New South Wales. The group continues to work with frontline coal-affected communities in campaigns of direct action with people often putting their bodies on the line to block the construction of Adani's rail line, a critical part of the infrastructure for the proposed Carmichael mine. On the line from Queensland is Ike Schwartz from Frontline Action on Coal. Good morning, Ike. Good morning. Can you tell us, how did you find yourself up there and um, and what motivated you to be there at the um, on the ground at the blockade?
2: Yeah, thanks for the question. Well, there have been uh, a lot of really great recruitment campaigns um, done by Frontline Action on Coal. And so through some groups um, at university and through other groups such as health alliances that are concerned about the Carmichael mine and things like that, um, there's been a lot of people who've encouraged me to to come up here and undertake some direct action to really make my voice heard against the the Carmichael mine.
1: Great. and um, so the Adani mine is um, and its railway to Abbott Point uh, will sh- uh, ferry five hundred mega coal ships a year. Um, through the Great Barrier Reef, and it's set to go ahead in 2018. Can you tell us a bit about what the situation is like up there on the ground?
2: Absolutely. So we're very concerned about the increased number of coal ships that will be travelling directly through the Great Barrier Reef and obviously doing damage to that really vital ecosystem. Um, We undertake a lot of action involving the rail corridor, um, especially attempting to stop work and... Just delay the process of building that really damaging rail corridor up here in Queensland. And obviously, there are already many coal mines that use that rail corridor and ship coal out of Abbott Point, the terminal which is owned by Adani. But if the Carmichael mine goes ahead, the amount of coal that's being shipped out of that port will greatly increase, and with it, the damage, the potential damage to the Great Barrier Reef will increase exponentially.
0: Phil uh, Ike, it's Phil here. Um, I was just wondering, what, is the, what does the construction actually look like? How far along are they on the rail line to connect up the Carmichael Mine?
2: Sure. Well, currently there is an existing rail line which is being used constantly to mm. ship coal out of the Abbott Point Coal Terminal. And construction is well underway on the rail corridor, which is planning to link the proposed Carmichael Mine to Abbott Point. And so there are plenty of work sites up here that are currently working on that, um, which we often target for direct action campaigns. Mm. Um, but luckily, the construction of the actual mine itself has not begun yet because of legal battles with the traditional owners of the land.
0: Sure. Um, we saw last week you were talking about the existing rail line that um, is up there servicing other mines. I saw last week um, 24-year-old student Andrew Brodzelli. um uh, was uh, involved in an action. I just want to play a little clip from your Twitter feed um, featuring Andrew. Andrew. I'm too nervous. I'm pretty confident not only in this action actually succeeding because we've already stopped all the trains, but also in actually inspiring a lot of other people to take similar action in the future. I'm pretty confident that this kind of action will only ramp up and that we're actually going to make sure this mind doesn't go ahead. So that was a fairly um, powerful action um, last week. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, what happened there and how he stopped the train line?
2: Absolutely. So Andrew Bodzelli is a perfect example of an everyday community member who decided to come up here and completely put himself on the line to, to be passionate about something and to stop this, this disastrous mine going ahead. So his particular action was concerned with locking down the existing rail line and preventing Thousands of thousands of tons of coal from being shipped out of Abbot Point that day. So Andrew was sitting in a tree, um, about 15 meters off the ground, attached to, yeah, attached to a device which was uh, connected to the rail line and which prevented trains from passing, um, for fear of actually disconnecting him and making him fall. So his action was extremely effective. He was in that tree for seven hours and he stopped the countless coal trains from proceeding that day, which is really dealing a massive blow to Adani as they own the port and a lot of the other coal mines in the area, which which are also trying to, to expand their operations and get plenty of coal out through the Great Barrier Reef.
0: Sure. And that sounds like a quite a technical operation. Um, there's lots of trained climbers and professional rope technicians up there on site with
2: you? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a team up here which is incredibly experienced and really we have all the best knowledge and technology available to make sure that these actions are really powerful and successful. So
1: That's amazing. Um, how many people have taken actions like that on the site so far?
2: There have been there've actions happening all the time and anyone who comes up um, always has, you know, we're always receptive to the great ideas of people coming up and we always make sure that our actions are, are safe as well as effective. So really there have been innumerable actions um, since this blockade has, has begun and there will be so many into the future. We're really planning on being here until this mine no longer goes ahead.
0: Sure. I saw during the Queensland election um, on the wonderful uh, Facebook and Twitter feed of Frontline Action on Coal. I suggest everyone jump on and follow them to see all the exciting actions. As do I. <laughs> um, but I saw during the Queensland election a number of actions um, around um, the area featuring a bugger up style culture jamming on billboards. Um, for those uh, listeners who may not know, bugger up. They were around in the uh, their 70s and 80s, um, really uh, effective in terms of stopping tobacco advertising. It was really exciting to see that sort of creativity uh, uh, and, um, and actions going on around through the election. Do you think the camp and um, the actions that you're doing had any sort of result uh, effect on the result of the election?
2: Yeah, great question. I think that our actions absolutely had, a, had an effect on the result of the Queensland state election. I mean, if you look at the the numbers, it's been absolutely so tight and both major parties are refusing to rule out this terrible mega mine that Adani's planning on building. So really, we're going to keep increasing the pressure on those parties to make sure that they don't get away with supporting such a disastrous project. And those billboards are just one example of an incredible array of creative and effective actions that we undertake in order to achieve those goals.
1: Great and um, you said you've you heard about or you've been motivated to um, to go to the mine as a result of um, some uni um, uh, recruitment programs to, to mobilise and get people up there. Can you tell us a bit more about the demographic, or the other uh, demographics of the people involved in the actions there?
2: Sure, so <clears throat> I was involved through university as well as some other avenues, but there's really a, a huge, diverse array of people up here, of community members who are putting themselves on the line, sacrificing their, their time to, to be here. And it's really open to anyone who, who wishes to come up and make their voice heard. I would recommend that anyone who's interested check out the Frontline Action on Coal Facebook page and take the pledge against Adani. That's a really great step in becoming involved with the, with the project. And I would just emphasise again that we take absolutely anyone from all walks of life, anyone who's interested in in standing up for the planet, standing up for the people who are going to be affected by this mine.
1: Great. And what does it mean to take the pledge on the um, Frontline Action on Coal website?
2: To take the pledge um, webpage is essentially a way for people to take that first step in putting themselves against these massive corporations that are that are trying to do harm to our people and planet. So it's essentially um, a very short web form which allows you to read up about what's happening up here in Queensland and put your details down so you can get in contact with the great people at Frontline Action on Coal and also start sort of that first step in, in getting in touch with those people and potentially planning on having a trip up here or supporting the campaign from another place such as your hometown.
0: Mm, for sure, um, one of the things that is um, stark about uh, these sorts of actions involving um, arrestability um, and um, an actual like uh, interjection right on the front line is they're not they're not necessarily shared widely on social media or reported on in the news that much. Why do you think that is the case?
2: the arrestability
0: of these of these actions. So uh, actions such as the one on uh, last week with, uh, with the tree sit across the train line or the multiple other lock-on actions, they're not shared as widely on Facebook as you would imagine, like uh, some of the things like the, the successful uh, campaign against the um, Chinese construction bank, for example. Why do you think people aren't talking about these sorts of things?
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think that it's a shame that um, that people perhaps aren't as engaged with some of the amazing direct action as with some of the more political and removed action that happens against this mine. Um, obviously, we support any work against the mine, not just direct action. But I think that perhaps um, there is a perception that it's harder to get involved with, with that sort of direct action and that it's a bit further removed from from people in perhaps in cities or far away from the Adani mine, when really that's not the case. And if you have a look at the Facebook pages and have a look at the people who are involved in the actions that we've been doing, there have been people come from all over Australia as well as locals who have participated in these actions. And I'd really encourage everyone to, to have a look at all the amazing stuff on those pages and really think about coming up here themselves and doing some of that amazing work for themselves.
1: Great, and the summer holidays are fast approaching, so it sounds like it could be a good time for a lot of people to think about taking a trip up to camp. Um, are there any um, sort of uh, um, convoys going up that uh, that you know about that people can, can jump on board with and um, actually start making the move up to join the blockade?
2: Yeah, look, really the possibilities are only limited by the constraints of the individuals who, who want to come up. So we have people coming into camp all the time. Uh, we're constantly having new groups of people and individuals just come in. And so there's really no problem in terms of when your availability is. We're really happy to take people at any time. And we have a really passionate group of, of people at Frontline Action on Coal who are really, really keen to make sure everyone who wants to come up is able to do that and able to make their voice heard and really have an impact on this important issue.
0: Sure. So a lot of our listeners are based in the city. So I just want to ask a few questions that uh, might be the niggling concerns that uh, might uh, stop people going up. Are there yeah, showers?
2: Sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We do have showers. And <laughs> it's so hot up here that the showers are really an essential um, essential <laughs> part of the camp, I think. So no worries there.
0: Sure. Um, and I don't own a tent. Is Are there tents that I can borrow if I come up?
2: Yeah, look, there's always opportunities to to share equipment and to use equipment that we have. That really shouldn't be an issue for anyone. I don't think it... Well, I think it would be a real shame if someone who was passionate about this issue was prevented from coming up here just because of some sort of logistical issue, like not owning a tent, and we would absolutely be able to sort that out.
0: Sure. And I've never been to a protest before. Well I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so if if I'm unaware of uh, you know, like um lots of terms like non uh, nonviolence, uh things like tree sits and things like that, is there some sort of training that I can go through to, to help me along the way?
2: Absolutely. I really can't emphasize enough the degree of support and training that's available to everyone that comes up. I myself, um, I'm very new to this to this aspect of of life and I only came up a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't planning on staying for as long as I am now. I was just really inspired by, by all of the people here and all the work that we were doing and as as people come up, there's plenty of training and skill sharing and building that goes on and so people are able to learn whatever they want and absolutely be trained up in everything from kind of how to undertake action to the legality of, of these actions and everything like that. And so we make sure that everybody who comes into camp gets all the training they need and that they want. Um, and there are also uh, non-violent direct action trainings available in, in many cities through other organisations or through Frontline Action on Call.
1: Great. And um, what if someone or what if uh, someone wanted to go up there, but they were a bit concerned about getting arrested? What sort of roles? What sort of non-arrestable non-arrest- roles are there available for people to do?
2: another really great question and this is something that comes up a lot. So we have a team up here that's very diverse and there are really an unlimited number of roles that anyone can take whether or not they are interested in being arrested. And so many people up here really aren't and that's fine. We have many essential roles for those people. So for example, we need teams to support uh, those people who are at actions and potentially getting arrested. We also need teams that are able to use their media skills to get the great work that we're doing out on social media and to conventional media. We also need people who have legal knowledge to be in the legals team and there's plenty of other welfare roles available. We need people cooking food, making sure that the camp stays well maintained, um, people transporting other people to actions. So really, most of the roles up at camp, you are not in danger of being arrested. Um, but if that option is something that You'd like to consider. Obviously, there are there are many roles that we have for people who are potentially going to be arrested as well.
1: Great. And um, Bob Brown's recent landmark victory in the High Court affirmed the right to peaceful protest for all citizens. Uh, so very soon we may need to uh, to use these hard won rights to stop the Adani coal mine. So, but Absolutely. it's great great to hear that there's plenty of options for people to get involved in an arrestable or non-arrestable positions. Um, it's really great to hear from you and hear what it's like on the ground at camp there. Thanks, Ike.
0: Thank you so much. Sure. So we'll be putting a link on the Dirt Radio Facebook page so that listeners can take that pledge that Ike was talking about, and that will mean uh, someone in Flack will get in touch with them, and you can start your pathway to stopping Adani. That's uh, right. We want to thank you so much for joining us and sending much solidarity and love from the South. Thanks again.
2: Great. Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: Ike. That was Ike Schwartz from Frontline Action on Coal joining us via the phone from northern Queensland where an ongoing blockade camp to stop Adani has been set up and we'll be right back. You are invited to Sampari Exhibition, celebrating West Papuan culture. Sampari, a series of events supporting the West Papuan people's goal for self-determination. Art, discussion, spoken word performance, debate and Melanesian food and culture. Friday, 8th December at 6 p.m. till Sunday, 17th December. ACU Gallery, 26 Brunswick Street, Fitzroy. Go to Sampari Exhibition Facebook or DFAIT West Papua website. Sampari, brought to you by Federal Republic of West Papua Women's Office, a 3CR supporter. We've just been listening to Ike from Frontline Action on Coal about the Carmichael Mine protests and uh, what, what the situation is like up on the ground. There's um, a big invitation for people to, to head up there. Um, there's plenty of roles, both arrestable and non-arrestable, of course. Um, and if you'd like to support the blockade camp and um, the people on the ground, you can make a donation to Frontline Action on Coal through the, via the website.
0: Sure, that's frontlineaction.com. Org, and I do suggest uh, contributing to these fantastic people up there because I'm sure they have hungry bellies and can always use an extra bit of shade in the very hot weather that I imagine that they're facing up there. Coming up around the city as well are some other events. Um, notably, we roll towards the end of 2017 and it's time for the Friends of the Earth Melbourne End of Year Party! Woo! <laughs> it's been a really crazy huge year for us. Um, the Victorian Renewable Energy Target locked in. The Vic Gas Ban legislated. Uh, the International Nuclear Waste Dump rejected. Supreme Court injunctions of East Gippsland's all-growth forest. Securing of new Strzecki Range Conservation Reserve. The strengthening of Victoria's Climate Change Act. <gasps> A killer Walk This Way fundraiser, the constant thriving and growth of the Food Co-op, which, uh, you know, get down and have lunch there today and visit the awesome volunteers and staff who run that. And the launch of the new Faux Forest Collective and the Sustainable Cities Campaign. Wow. (laughs) I'm exhausted. It is definitely time for a party. So if you would like to come and celebrate, whether you be a member, supporter, volunteer, or you're just interested in finding out who are these people, who is Friends of the Earth, I can tell you it is a... Great bunch of people, uh, lots and lots and lots of fun. So we invite you to come celebrate with us on Thursday, the 14th of December at 6pm to 1am. <laughs> um, and that's at Dingo's, which is located right next door to Friends of the Earth at 320- 310 Smith Street in Collingwood. So if you're interested in coming down, we definitely throw open the doors and invite you to get along. So thanks again, we've uh, run to the end of the show. Uh, So we want to thank you again for joining us on Dirt Radio and especially a huge thank for the wonderful Emma, first show. How do you feel?
1: Oh, great. Thanks. Heaps of fun. Yeah, yeah. Have me back, please.
0: (laughs) Well, we look forward to having you back as well. So... We're going to go out with a song, which I am just hastily preparing on my computer now, so you bear with me for a moment. But we found one that's uh, particularly topical for this one. Uh, Many uh, people will be familiar with the wonderful work of The Lurkers, and uh, we'll find out who's got a padlock and chain.